come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard. I'm the What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spitting the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dos Secchi's Get a Dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate, or that is 877-374-7463. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Um, anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we are discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. The only thing we ask you to do is call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me uh, via Twitter, uh, don't forget you can do that at Sports Grind if you want to follow me there. Also, if you want to go ahead and stream the show live, you can go on to uh, log on to the business uh, page, Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go ahead and log on to my personal page and you can leave comments and I'll respond to those on air in real time, or I'll go ahead and respond to those later. And also, if you ever miss any of the episodes live or you're traveling or you're in an area that doesn't have us on terrestrial, you can go ahead and log on to sportsgrindonline.com. All right. And all you got to do is click the play button and also you can go ahead and download the podcast seven days a week, 365-877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready? Yes, sir. Ready to All right, man. Let's get it in. We're closer to the weekend, Thursday. Uh, that means that we have game two of the Western Conference Finals back in action tonight. We'll definitely uh, break that down here shortly. Uh, we've got to react here also. We've got to Miami Heat who have drawn first blood and went on the road and already jacked home court advantage, like what they've done the last couple series as they win game one in B-Town. Definitely going to start there. Also, sticking with the NBA theme, uh, you know, yesterday was pretty much a Wimby type of show, all show. Um, do have a little residue left over after I was going down the wormhole after being up through the wee hours of this morning, uh, all through the night, really, for the most part, working on stuff. Um Came across to really breaking down on how close, how close that uh, the Spurs, this was the way this fell out into place, these ping pong balls, in regards to how close they were to not winning the lottery. And it also basically tells you how close the Trailblazers were taking their small 4% chance and winning it. Um, so we'll get to that uh, as well, too. Uh, we've got some other things I didn't get to yesterday. Uh, but first off, we know we've got the PGA Championship is underway as we speak. I know I heard I haven't looked at one leaderboard or anything, but I know they had a weather delay, I think, this morning. Uh, and clarify again when you get a chance, Jonas, on where we're at this year for the PGA uh, championship uh, where they're hosting this at. Uh, but anyway, so you have the golf world going on. Also, speaking of the golf world, the guy that is not there this weekend and Mr. Tiger Woods, um, he has got a big victory um, from a judge, I believe in Florida, uh, that has ruled in his favor um, in this whole non-disclosure agreement fiasco he's in with his ex-girlfriend. Uh, we'll get to that here shortly. We're going to add something. We're that. 
uh, just in terms of this year's uh, PGA oh. Championship. Um, Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. Oak Hill, on your Oak leaderboard. Hill. Okay. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Bryson DeChambeau are two of four tied at uh, for first at three under par. Okay, there you go. Uh, that's, uh, you know, Scheffler's through eighteen, Bryson's through thirteen, and yeah, yeah. I heard they dealt with some weather uh, this morning, uh, but yeah, I have the. That's the first that I've heard of a leaderboard update. Uh, speaking of other tournaments coming up, it didn't, wasn't really didn't make the docket, but I know it came across my radar. I don't have to spend too much time into it, but Nadal is going to be missing this upcoming French tournament here in the next few weeks. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, I've talked about him on the course over the last couple of years in the show about his health and, you know, um, fighting injuries over the last couple of years. So, you know, it has to be a recovery process or he doesn't really feel all the way at 100 percent dealing with some things for him to miss a French Open. I mean, he is on the 18th green. He is walking up the 18th fairway of his career. Uh, so he's not going to have too many more opportunities of these because I've always educated this audience that tunes into this show that tennis is a young it, that, you know, I always, again, NBA football, you can say pretty much any professional sports is a young man game. But it really, really is not a cliche statement when it comes to tennis, especially on the ATP tour. It's it's a young man's game because a lot of these guys like Nadal, some of the greats, they've hit the tour professionally some of them at the age of 16 17 18 you know 19 years old you know and uh these guys are knocking on the 40 now that's i mean that's like i've always said you're you're starting to get older in tennis and on the wrong side when you hit about 27 28 your later 20s to about 30 you're 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 already hitting in the latter years of your tennis career for the most part for the for the average players, uh, you know, for the above average players, but even for some of the greats, it, it it takes a lot of work to stay competitive over the age of thirty, professionally wise, tennis wise. What do you got? And already Nadal, who will turn thirty seven next month, uh, which yeah. is a couple of weeks away from his birthday, um, he, he falls right into your old adage. Once you start talking retirement, you know it's not long around the corner. Uh -huh. uh, speaking with the media, he said, "You know, never know how things will turn out." But my intention is that next year will be my last year. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. I, I didn't hear those statements, uh, but it's not shocking uh, to me. Uh, like I said, he's you know going to go down as one of the greats of all time. He's the greatest player in my era. I think he's the he's the he's the greatest player to dominate a surface in my era. Um, and I put that, and when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about the likes of, uh, of Wimbledon on grass with uh, Pete Sampras, uh, Roger Federer. You know, I can even go a little bit, you know, prior to that on some of the guys, Borg, who, you know, it's a little bit before my time, him, and when I got involved paying attention to tennis in regards to that's dominated on grass. But I don't think, um, you know, you've had anybody on either one of those surfaces, in my opinion, dominate clay the way uh, Nadal has. So I didn't hear those comments, but it makes sense. That's ancient. <laughs> that is ancient for him to be 37 or about to turn 37. Um, and still playing. I mean, he's playing against some young cats. I mean, I think the kid that's number one in the world now is like 20 years old, or if that, you know what I'm saying? I forgot what country's from. Name slips my mind, but you get it. But anyway, we've got some other things. College football, um, the rich get richer, Georgia. You know, they went ahead and nabbed the uh, number one overall prospect quarterback um, in 2024 class, Dylon. 
uh, Raiola. I'm going to say a Dylon Raiola. I'm going to say Dylan. Dylan? I thought it was Dylan. Oh, that's all. I'm thinking of oh man, I need glasses. Dylan Rayola? Dylan. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was an O. I thought it was on my bad. Okay. Got the English professional on the show. But that's good. I thought I just need that's glasses. That's just my guess. No, yeah, you're I, right. I could, I could be you're right. That. The way it's no, you're not. It was on me. It's just because I'm thinking that's an O. And I'm like I said, I need glasses. I'm just in denial. But anyway, six foot three, two twenty. I read that right. I'm seeing that. Um six three, two twenty. I think he had, I think his dad played in the league. Um, and a matter of fact, I think he was a center for Matthew Stafford, another Georgia Bulldog for Detroit Lions for some years. Um, know nothing about this kid. I uh, haven't seen any highlights of him. I mean, I've seen him. You know, I know Ohio State. This is another one that basically did a 180 because I think that, you know, I saw pictures of him at an Ohio State game last year doing a recruitment trail. I think they had him, and then for whatever reason – he flipped and he went to Kirby uh, and is going to be a bulldog. He already posted on his Instagram the picture of him in the uniform. Um, look, you know, it's and again, I think Kirby's had the answers to the test. I've told you all that. And I, what I'm seeing now, now that Kirby, and this is so much out of the page of Nick Saban, which I don't think they, they did it for two for different reasons. But I think what you're seeing now with Kirby, for him winning the number one or flipping, I should say, the number one quarterback recruit in the 2024 class. And keep in mind, he was in the last of the running with Archie. Okay, he was in the fourth quarter in the ball game. He was in it. I think what you're seeing is that since he's gotten the defensive side of the ball taken care of in regards to when you're talking about the factory, when you know when you're talking about the best D line, when you look at the 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 Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles have made recruiting so much easier now for the people under Kirby. See, Kirby, guys like Kirby and Nick, they only come out for the big dog. Like whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a it's a cornerback, a safety or something, or a big pass rusher that you're talking about, all the top Big Ten schools are after, the, all the top AC, SEC, those are the ones that you get the visit or the Zoom call from Nick or Kirby. The people under him, under those two that are out there on the recruiting trail that's going on the road, that's staying in motel sixes and hotels and going to high school games and all that through the course of years for about six months out of the year. The Philadelphia Eagles have made it so much easier for their recruiting pitches when it comes to defensive players. Because Kirby has set this up to where they're going to get the best defensive high school D linemen and players probably going on for the next five or six years minimum because of what they have put in the NFL. So with that said, let's bring it full circle back to this quarterback. What I feel that Kirby is doing is now showing like, okay, we had a above average Stidman here for a little bit. What the hell his name was? I don't know. He's like 30. Okay, that guy that just basically came out, I think the Rams took him, by the way, in the draft. I forgot what round, but I think they took, they rolled the dice on him. Uh, Stetson Bennett? Stetson Bennett, not Stetson. I'm thinking yeah, because you got uh, Stetson two, two former Georgia quarterbacks. Right yeah, so I think what you're seeing with Kirby is like, okay, let me, let, me, let me concentrate on the quarterback. Let me see if I can get in the play and get me one top-notch, top-recruit quarterback to get that cycle going on. That's what Nick did, but I think Nick did it by – other reasons he did it by just adjusting and also that narrative of like because there's no narrative with that with georgia but there was a narrative with alabama oh man alabama quarterbacks never making the nfl they're never gonna make it you know i got a guy to this day that dms me all the time when this comes to anybody oh, 
Alabama quarterback still say, you watch, do it ain't that good. I'm like, man, what are you watching? Other than him getting knocked out and concussion, he looks like he can play. Jalen Hurts just went to a Super Bowl, and Bryce Young is about to be, I don't care if he's four foot two, the size of tattoo, the plane, the plane. He about to basically run that offense. He's about to run that offense. You know who that is, Jonas? If I tell you, if I tell you the hey boss, the plane, the plane, what is that from? No idea. Keep it moving. Somebody in Twitter world helped Jonas Clark out on that one. But anyway, keeping it moving. Uh, so you got that going on. We've got some NFL news. I didn't get to this yesterday, which I parlayed over. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is pretty much not on the same page with the front office out in the desert with the Las Vegas Raiders. Paraphrasing them like, hey, you know, they're going a direction. I don't know. I guess I've got to buy into this. I'm not understanding how we're the approach of building this. Devontae, be quiet, man. What are you? Th- th- let me let me translate this for you. Devontae got a big bag to go to the Raiders. He could have stayed with the Green Bay Packers. Him and Aaron Rodgers got a relationship with Aaron. Just tell him, hey, man, get your money because I don't know, for one, if I'm still going to play. And if I'm going to play, I don't know if it's going to be around here. And third, I have to go lock myself in the darkness whenever that decision makes. So don't wait for me, bro. Go ahead and go with the Raiders if you want to. Devontae made that decision, got compensated very well for it. They traded for him. But what also brought Devontae Adams to Las Vegas, the Raiders? His old college buddy, Derek Carr. In my opinion, this is residue of a player, a prima donna wide receiver, which most of these guys are that play that position. Still a little crying over a little spilled milk because your college roommate buddy's no longer on the squad. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm hearing things like, well, you know, if they let Jimmy go ahead and be Jimmy, then are they going to really let Jimmy? Be? No, man. In my opinion, for you to have the audacity, not even a full calendar year or barely a fully calendar year, you being traded to the Raiders and them paying you a lot of money. You have the nerve to sit there and question the direction of how the front office is going. You know what this is also? This is also shows you the same thing I say about here in our backyard, the same thing I say about up in Foxborough. Because what's going on in the desert? It's the Foxborough way, the Patriot winning way. Not everybody can hack that. It's boring. It's more discipline. It's more structured. That's all Devontae Adams is screaming about. You, I mean, even though Aaron Rodgers was the face of Green Bay and he's the quarterback, Devontae Adams never not once questioned the direction of what the front office was doing at any time in Green Bay. Which he would have had the skins on the wall to do it if he chose to. But I figured he said, well, that's Aaron's job. But you're going to sit here, a place that you wanted to go to, a place that you signed off, the place that you told us, oh, I've been a, I, I grew up with silver and black. I was a Raider fan. This is all my dream. And less, barely a calendar year, you being traded, you trying to tell some people you don't know, you're not, you're not, you don't understand the direction of the front office, or you don't know if that's the right way. Nah, man, your, your, your bad college buddy ain't there no more. Okay? And number two, this is the Patriots way that has found his way from Foxborough down to the desert, and you, you don't feel it. You don't feel it. Ain't fooling me. 
tell you, man, I'm 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 coming guns a blazing against anybody that's half stepping in the AFC West this season, that's basically sitting there complaining about this and that, ain't coming up to par when all that. I'm coming guns a I'm coming at them. Should say guns a blazing, especially in the state of Texas, what's going on right now, sensitive. I don't even I can use another analogy than that. That's my bad. Coming up with two fists up, man. However you want to say it. I'm coming off. Let me let me for my two percent crowd. I'm coming off the turnbuckle. Y'all know the two percent crowd. Y'all know who y'all are. I'm, talking, I'm coming off the turnbuckle. Speaking of that crew and that two percent, it was an interesting thing of Hulk Hogan last night that I watched. I, you know, I forgot about that whole scandal and the sex tape with Hulk. Man, they came out after the game on TNT. I watched. I'm like, my goodness, old Hulkster. I forgot Hulk got caught up, man, acting like he's David Duke or something. I forgot about that, the, the Hulk manias. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here in the sports grind, on the sports grind, we ain't in the sports grind, we ain't on the sports grind, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting, like I said, from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, if you're looking for the latest new products coming in this spring, or you already know what you want, but you just want to deliver it straight to your doorstep, don't forget specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Crowd, and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
All right, so a couple other things before we dive into the NBA on recap last night's Eastern Conference Game 1. Speaking of that, we've got the Eastern Conference Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight uh, between the Florida Panthers and the Hurricanes. Uh, The West Side connection is going to get going tomorrow with the Vegas Knights and the Stars, but over tonight we've got the Florida and the Hurricanes. So that gets up and going tonight. They've taken a few days off of the NHL as well. Baseball, we've got a little bit of day action kind of going on. Uh, the Astros yesterday rallied in the bottom of the ninth, I think it was, with four runs to go ahead and get victorious over the Cubs. Who's in the nosedive? Also, uh, we didn't really ever talk about this too, but according to reports, this was about, I think, last week sometime, toward the end of last week, um, supposedly the A's have now, because remember they told us they, they there was a rumor and it went all viral and on the news outlets and sports websites that hey they purchased some land and out in Vegas and somewhere we got to and then a week after that you know it was to kind of pump the brakes the Nevada officials like hey we don't know anything ain't done nothing with us we don't know what's going on so that went on cold water and then I think later last week or earlier this week they have found and made a deal for a new stadium, uh, which I think a 30,000-seat stadium right on the Strip or by the Strip. Um, I think these are situations, and I kind of educated you on this last time when we were talking about this, speaking of the audience. I think anything with the A's and moving from the A's or moving to the Vegas or, you know, the Strip, new stadiums, I think we just need to proceed with caution and don't confirm or believe anything until we see somebody with a shovel and hard hats that are breaking ground that's that's my opinion on this what do you got well yeah especially since reports today you know you make a little one step forward two steps back in this story uh the a's move could be held up this is a headline over on cbs sports right now Hmm. Uh, a's move could be held up over request for nearly 400 million dollars in public funding Per a report, uh, Las Vegas officials are willing to contribute less than half that amount, so less than two hundred million of public money, and the team's mm. looking for four hundred million of public money. So, let me. Even though they might have the land, now mm. it's about getting it properly funded. Well, let me. I didn't know that part. I'm glad you added that on. I didn't see that update. Like I said, I meant to get to the story like four days ago. Uh, but the reality is, <clears throat> translation, the way I take that, what you're telling me that according to CBSSports.com is having, it's almost like a leverage situation. I mean, the, the, the city, look, Nevada is going to become and is on its way to become the sports capital of this country and the world. And the reason why that is the case is because, again, the influx and the attention and in your face of sports betting is out there for America, a good chunk of America to consume. And not only that, these owners and these four major professional sports in North America know that, look, we've tapped into TV money. There's so much we can get of that. We've tapped into merchandising. We've tapped into sponsorships. Naming right stadiums. We the ticket sales have always been the core of first generated revenue besides memorabilia. We've tapped into the streaming side of streaming services that are carrying our products now, Hulu, all this kind of stuff. What is really left to do that can basically give you some leverage even over the networks, 
when I'm talking about financially, when you come to the owners and the commissioners of these sports, is how do we get our hands on the sports gambling money? And, and that Democrat, that every major sport, for obvious reasons, has always treated like the Black Plague. Oh, no, we don't know nothing about that. You stay away from that. Until they just started saying, look, man, there's too much money that other entities and casinos and offshore books are making off of our sport. Our players, we're the owners, we're the commissioners, we want a piece of that. So my point is with this athletic situation in Nevada and Las Vegas, they're looking at like, look, if it's not going to be y'all, it's going to be somebody that's going to move down here in the MLB. And it might even be an expansion team. And not only that, we've got football, we've got NHL, and we'll be waiting on, and the NBA will be down here soon. Just hope they don't have Wemby attached to it. But anyway, um, they're going to be down here soon. So this comes from a, I think, a leverage point to be like, what? We don't even want to, we'll cover even less than half of that. Y'all go come up and get the money. And number two, A's, we know y'all don't want to stay in Oakland. We know y'all ain't eating in Oakland. I'm telling you, you tune into Oak. I got the league pass. You you flip through some Oakland games at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. By the time it gets to like 11 and we're in the 6th or 7th inning, I don't care what the score is, I can hear conversations for the guys that got the tickets behind the, behind home plate. That's sitting right there on the third baseline. I hear people. If heck, you hear it because there's no one there. So they know that. Nevada knows that. So it's like, hey, man, go get the money from somewhere. But you ain't coming in here. We tax everybody else in this state just enough. From hotel tax to everything like our residents in Vegas in Nevada. Why do we need to pick up? Because first of all, you ain't even bringing. A weld oiled product down here. I mean, the Raiders, you know, yeah, they've been down. They've been down for some years, but the Raiders were bringing some skin. They were at least bringing some value to the table. They're the, at the end of the day, that's the Raiders. What the hell A's is? I mean, what, what are y'all bringing? It's been a long time since MC Hammer was y'all's bat boy. I bet you didn't know that, John. Did you know MC Hammer was the bat boy for the Oakland Athletics back in the day? When he was younger, before he was... Hammer time. I did not know that. Okay. Are you also going to tell me who is MC Hammer? No, I know who MC oh, Hammer Oh, okay. Just checking. And for the record, before we dive into NBA, Jonas had let me know. And credit to Kansas City Rob, who tweeted out my the plane, the plane tattoo, Fantasy uh-huh. Island. So you let me know. But you didn't even, you don't even, you never heard of Fantasy Island before, right? No. And you know what? Honestly, out of all the, this little thing we've got going on with you about what you've heard, what music was the first time, that's one that I'm not even going to really hold against you that's it doesn't because that is one of those the age gap and really how long it's been since that show's even been even talked about against anybody you have to really be in a certain age group to even know what the hell that is so that it's still fascinating that you've never heard of that but that one i won't that's probably one of the, all the ones that's the one that i was like yeah it, it's no big deal i mean i understand why you never heard of that to, to venture off the rails for a quick second uh what what's the genre fit in Good question, because I was never a fantasy island type of guy. You know, I'm down for fantasy. Yeah, it's not what you're thinking. I mean, you 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 thinking of uh, you know um, the mansion or something, or or you know uh, basically uh, you know some Bros West Coast Productions or something, uh, Bang Bros or something. You thinking of something? Get your mind out of that. Fantasy uh, Island was t- tattoo. 
Well, you can't tell me what that is because I can't explain that over air. But uh, I can explain to you what Fantasy Island. I can't really remember exactly. But I know Tattoo was a short guy. And he had a boss. And it was more of like uh, Fantasy Island. Yeah, because that ain't Gilligan's Island. You know about Gilligan's Island. I can't really remember what was the premises of Fantasy Island. I know of it. It's an iconic sitcom. And he's an iconic figure. I forgot what his real name is. Huh. But he's no longer with us. He's passed. But yeah. But anyway, I just let people know that that's some of the first time you've heard. But that don't that doesn't shock me though. But let's get into some sports. Let's get back going to it, and let's start and talk about the NBA, and let's recap Game One in the Eastern Conference Finals last night, where basically the Heat rally and explode in the third quarter uh, to take Game One and home court advantage over Boston. Um, look, uh, this game to me. It's pretty much, you know, look, this I thought going into this, even though this was an 8-2 matchup, um, this is really a 50-50 series. And I think every game, I don't care whether it's played in Miami or if it's in Boston, is going to be a coin toss. And the reason why, when I broke this game down yesterday, I said, you know, you really don't know what team is going to show up with Boston. And that goes from the start of the game and coming out of the t- uh, coming out of the locker room at halftime or even coming into one quarter to the next because they have been so up and down and inconsistent and really don't have that killer instinct that I've been talking about since Adoka left that look and and the thing that they're up against they are playing a team in Miami which I said yesterday that's playing with house money no way did I have Miami even come. I had Miami home a long time ago. Even before we started picking, when we knew what the playoff match, I did not have them doing anything, okay? But I feel confident, and I'll wear that on my sleeve because I ain't the only one. Nobody had Miami the, the way they a deep run in the Eastern Conference Finals. But they are playing a team that is playing with house money, that has a guy, Jimmy, that I think that, you know, everybody says playoff Jimmy, playoff Jimmy. But the difference with Jimmy, especially each opportunity that he's gotten each year in the postseason, it seems like where he's at this time is that he understands like the game. And look, just in life, some people learn faster than others. Some people are test takers. Some people are not. And I think with Jimmy is that it's finally understanding. And I think the game is really, really slow and finally slow with Jimmy to where he can pick his spots and he's playing with so much confidence. So if you are a Boston backer or you are a person that picked Boston, I would say there's some things to be worried about because you are playing a team that is well coached, that has been there and you got a nucleus, a nucleus of guys that have been in Miami together and they have a culture and they know what to do and they're not going to basically get rattled. They're not going to blink. You know, Boston, look. it looked like at the start of the second quarter going into halftime, they were going to go ahead and this was going to be a route, blow the doors out, Miami tries to come and get game two. And I think the way Boston came out in the third quarter and the way they played the third quarter by giving up a 9-0 run to start the quarter and then also going into the fourth down a deficit, they played like the third quarter. They, they thought that this number eight seed Miami was going to lay down and say, here we go again, and it didn't happen. Um, one of the keys, you can go check the podcast. One of the keys I said yesterday that I feel that if Miami's going to win this series, Bam is going to have to be Bam majority of the time. I said this this is a series. If Miami's going to win this, they can maybe afford one game 
that we come in and everybody says, where did Bam go? Bam Abayo had a bad game. He can't have two bad games. He can't have three because they won't win the series. But if he can perform like he did last night, and he was very aggressive from the get-go, he even had a little bit of Draymond Green in him, dribbling up the ball, up the court, leaving a break, they're going to be a problem. Kevin Love continues to have his stroke from the three-point land. Uh, he can hit a couple one, and I'm hearing, I'm like, Gundy, where have you been? Like, I understand it. it's a two-on-one fast break, and Kevin Love pulls up from the three-point. That stuff drives me crazy, even if it goes in. Because I'm thinking, like, man, there is a clear path to that. Like, I don't care about analytics. That just doesn't make any sense. Especially when it's that early in the game, you really don't need a three. It's just whatever, but it was successful. And, you know, another thing that continues and he's done it all his career, but especially now at his age and where we're at, you know, Kevin Love, I saw it in the Milwaukee series. And this is, again, on Coach Bud that's out there interviewing. And then also I saw it a little bit last night in regards to with Boston, like every everybody knows Kevin Love when Kevin Love goes and gets the ball from the referee or when the other team scores. And he takes the ball out of everybody knows he's going to look like he is in the pocket and he's in there sitting in the pocket and waiting for one of his receivers to clear the finish a route. And he's hitting them on a dime. Why haven't defenses and why aren't coaches and teams a little bit more prepared for that? Knowing like, hey, we've got to get back. We, we like when Kevin Love, when you see Kevin Love's on the floor and Kevin Love takes a ball out of the basket of the ref hands of the ball and he's trying to get the offense going, sprint back and find a man. Because Kevin has, that's a skill that he has that can throw a ball basically like it's a Nerf football and hit guys in stride. I've been wanting to bring that up since the Milwaukee series because I figure like, bud, y'all are not going to, what are y'all going to stop that? I mean, come on. But anyway, Boston, it look, and I, and I told you, I don't know. I mean, Tatum and Brown, they had decent games, but in the second half, it was just one of those that they had to work for everything that they had to get. And let me tell you something. Um, and I think you've got to give credit. You know, they kind of he went into it with the TNT crew last night. But you know how it really went down. But you got to give credit to Cal Lowry, who basically said, hey, Pat Riley, Spo, they talked to me and say, look, man, this is what we need from you. This is what we need to do because they got a lot of respect for him. He was the man in Toronto. He won a ring with Toronto, and now you're going to ask him, like, we need you to come off the bench, you know, which, by the way, the Argentinian, number 20, and Manu, he needs royalties on this because at the end of the day, this was never really accepted or cool. Now, they've had the six-man year award a while in the NBA, but being a starter at a time in your career and going to the bench was never really that accepted or that cool until Manu made it famous. And he was a part of a big three. But I got to give credit with Kyle Lowry because he's making that second unit go. And he was hitting. He was he was had cotton last night on some of the. He just had the confidence going. So Boston, I mean, I think this I said it before. I expected this to be a, a, a long series. You know, there's only three undefeated teams in the playoffs at home left. That is the Los Angeles Lakers, that is the Denver Nuggets, and that is the Miami Heat. And so now what Boston has to do, if they're going to win this series, they're going to have to now do something that none of the other counterparts have been able to do in the previous two rounds or playing or whatever is win a game on South Beach. So it should be a long series. That was a big win. I mean, it's the same thing they did with Milwaukee, was able to take, you know, game one. And I will tell you this, Jimmy, Kyle, the whole game, Spo. 
they're coming for game two tomorrow night too. Now, I don't know if they can get it. They're a nine-point underdog, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't be that game very possibly. And you start in, you start getting pressure. They Miami keeps that game around and makes it a game in the fourth quarter. Be careful. Because if Boston goes down to 0-2 in this game, this series, it's a wrap too. Because then the way Miami's playing and the way they're being coached right now, they're not coming back and winning four out of the next five games to win the series. So tomorrow is a huge game. 877-37 grind. Also, Speaking of Spo, uh, Spo was asked and talked about this. You know, this was pregame of the game yesterday. But of course, and when you're a, when you're a coach of Spo's stature that has champ multiple championships, that is one of the longest tenure coaching right now with one particular organization that's left in the league. Because um, if you look at it, it's him, Pop, and who else? Um, wait, I mean. You know, Doc's not a put, but who else are you going to challenge me? It's them two guys that's left that's been with an organization for a long, long time. And now, Steve Kerr would probably go right about there, but I even put Spo and Pop in a different, like, yes, I think Steve Kerr's still the best coach of the game, but I put Pop and Coach Spo because they've done it longer and they've been at their place even a little bit longer. So to me, you're going to make these type of statements. And, you know, to the point, Coach Bo pregame yesterday doing his, you know, media obligations had just somebody asked me, like, hey, have you paid attention to the coach firings? And, you know, and Coach Bo's like, yeah, the last couple of weeks have been very disturbing. You know, paraphrase like, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, that's a Hall of Famer. And he goes, you know, and, and Spo never met him, don't know him personally, but you can just tell Spo's always a guy that he he's the same every way. Like, he's never fake. He's never fake. Like, this is not something like, oh, well, let me go ahead and, you know, take up for my guys, my fraternity. Let me say, oh, this is just wrong. No, you could tell Spo the look on his face that he meant, like, this is disturbing for us. And I think also he's fortunate. He understands how fortunate he is to be in one organization with a guy as a president like Pat Riley and their owner of Miami Heat. He knows that he's been blessed to be able to do where he started from, from the film room to be able to have Miami ride with him through some lean years as well also. And like I said, dude, it's hard to win each round. He goes, it's hard to win. There's only going to be so many teams that can be advanced. I think that was genuine. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. 
And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.